0: World War III is about to start, yeah. Yahweh is raising up the Germans for the last time to destroy America, she has sinned against God, I was called as a messenger sent by the spirit of the holy ones to live this message of the modern day Babylon, America, let Yahweh's children know, America, is seems like Sodom and Gomorrah, America. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Antime Prophecy Watch broadcast. I'm your host, um, Gerald Washington, Shofar Sound. Um, on Today, I guess, is Wednesday. It's March 20th. And on yesterday's show, which was Tuesday, we talked about um, Jesus, a so Passover lamb, since we are approaching March 31st, Sunday, which A lot of people observe as either Resurrection Day or we call it per se Easter. Well, with that note, kind of like want to deal with is Easter really a Christian holiday? Um, Like I said, we can look and see actually here in America, the actual tradition began to become a practice back around 1870. And then we can also look at some ancient sources in regards to eggs and, you know, other things in regards to this particular holiday that's connected to it. Um, We can see that in ancient, the actual ancient Egyptians, Persians, Phoenicians, and the Hindus, they all believed that the world began with the enormous egg, And thus, the egg is a symbol of new life and has been around for eons and sees all kind of different cultures that believe that, you know, that the egg is a symbol of new life. And we'll dive a little bit more into this um, as this particular program goes forward. But, you know, the majority of Christians in America celebrate Easter. Um, and they celebrate it as a day of resurrection of Jesus Christ. And even some of the people that majority of the time, they may not go to church um, all year long, except maybe around Christmas time and Easter. They go get their Sunday's best clothes, go to the store, buy them, um, attend. An Easter service like they're doing Jesus a favor, and you don't see them anymore. And all. so, you know, you see people during this particular holiday of Easter incorporate decorating eggs, stories of rabbits or bunnies. And, you know, you can see little TV shows on the Easter bunny, you know, and early sunrise service and having that glazed Easter ham ready for. Easter dinner. But question remains is, is Easter really a Christian holiday? Um, Where did it originate from? Where did the practice of colored eggs, bunnies, and eating ham, and sunrise service actually come from? And actually, is Easter mentioned in the Bible? Well, yes and no. Yes is mentioned in the Bible, but it's not mentioned as a celebration or a high holiday, um, holy day or an actual holiday. Now, I'm going to go over to the book of Acts, where it's only Easter's only mentioned once. And let's not get Easter confused with Passover, you know, Sometimes within the calendar, in a given year, um, Easter may fall around the same time as Passover, but let's not get it twisted or confused that they are two separate things. Passover is um, commemorating um, when the angel of death or the destroyer had passed over the homes of the Israelites that were enslaved there in Egypt, and when they saw the blood, that it was passed over. And we went over that, so I don't want to, I'm so much don't want to talk about Passover today. Well, main focus is Easter. If you want to listen to our program, um, Jesus is our Passover lamb, um, that's in the archives. But Easter is not... It's not the same as the word Easter and the actual celebration. It's not the same as Passover. From Acts chapter 12, and let's look at verse 1, and we'll read down to verse 5. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, Because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread, and when he apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people, And Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So here's Herod. Herod is not celebrating Passover, he's celebrating Easter. And we'll get more into it because when we actually look at Easter, it's derived from the Babylonian goddess Ishtar. And during the ancient times, Easter was a day that commemorated the resurrection of their God called Tammuz, who was believed to be the only begotten son of the moon goddess and the sun god. So Herod was commemorating not the Passover lamb, not, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, but this pagan god tammuz which was believed to be this son the only begotten son of this moon goddess and the sun god well who who's question is who is really ishtar let's let's dive into that and go over to genesis Chapter 10, and I'm going to look at verse 8 through 10. And Cush begat Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth. And he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it was said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter, before the Lord, And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Eric, and Akkad, and Kalani, and the land of Shinar. All right? So I'm going to stop right there. So this is talking about Noah's son, Ham's son, Cush had a son, Nimrod. So actually Nimrod was the grandson of Ham Noah was his great grandfather yeah his great-grandfather so here's Cush and ironically when studying this um some theologians believe when um Cush impregnated um Nimrod's mother that it was a illicit affair that they had and eventually they got married that he was born out of wedlock because mm-hmm. if you notice in the scriptures it talks about the sons of Cush but it separates Nimrod from, from the rest of his sons so neither here or there but Cush married a woman He married Nimrod's mother, which is, um, her name was Semiramis. So Semiramis was Cush's wife, and then Cush died. Cush was quite a bit older than this woman, you know, that, um, like I said, he was quite a bit older than Semiramis. So, shortly after Nimrod's father died, Cush, his mother, Semiramis, and Nimrod got married. So, it was kind of uh, um, incest that was kind of taking place. This man marrying his own mother. So, his mother became his actual. Why? So we progress where we look at the scripture how Nimrod was a founder of certain kingdoms, Babel which is which is the word derived from ancient Babylon. So he was the great king of Babylon and all these different shiner, all these different lands he had founded and he had became a great king and then also he was known as one of the first world leaders or first dictators of the world and also too he's known in if we look at genesis chapter 11 of uh, the upbuilding of the tower of babel which god came down and destroyed so, reckon the fact that Nimrod married his own mother, Semiramis, and they became like this 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 glamorous couple in ancient Babylon. Um, he became a godman to the people, and his mother slash wife, Semiramis, became a goddess and queen of ancient Babylon. So. So, is where, which we'll get a little bit later into this, where the word that we see in the Bible, the queen of heaven, that's what it's referring to. And in a lot of different cultures, she's under a lot of different names. Um, She's under, in Egypt, she's known as Isis, um, within, I believe, the Greeks. It's Artemis, and within the Romans, I believe it's Diana, or it's vice versa. Get some of the Greco-Roman gods and goddesses confused, and also we see all these. She takes on all these different names with all these different cultures and all. So Nimrod was eventually killed by his enemies, and when he was killed. Enemies had chopped up his body, had spread his body throughout certain parts of the kingdom. So when Samaramus heard about this, she had gathered all, had Nimrod, her son slash husband, all of his body parts gathered together so that she could um, actually bring them back to the kingdom, but one thing was missing from Nimrod's body, which was all hacked up, was his reproductive organ. So this is when Semiramis, his wife, decided to take it to another level with this mystery religion, which... She is the mother of harlots that the book of Revelations talks about and we'll discuss that scripture fully more a little bit later. But she began to tell the people of Babylon that Nimrod could not come back to life without this reproductive organ so that Nimrod actually, when he died, he ascended to heaven and he had became known as the sun or the sun god, which was to be called Baal. So that's where Nimrod is actually Baal. So Baal comes from the very beginning. Semiramis began to have the people call Nimrod, Baal, the sun god. So she said that Baal would be present only on the earth in the form of a flame, a candle, or a lamp when used in worship. So here she is. She makes him into this ascended god, makes her into this goddess. It all goes back, even with the formation of these mystery religions that this woman begins, both spiritually and naturally, that it all originates to the Garden of Eden. And I've discussed this in past shows, this Luciferian-type doctrine, you should be as gods, um, you should never die, um, and there's really no judgment at all. So they elevated themselves as a god. So, some of the things she began, Semiramis began to format this mystery Babylonian religion. She began to make certain claims that she was immaculately conceived, and if we look, and then also, too, she gave the reason that she was a perpetual virgin, this is where The Roman Catholic Church gets a lot of their doctrine and all. It all originates from mystery, Babylonian religion and all, and a Virgin Mary. So it's inseparable that Semiramis is Mary, the queen of heaven. So when Roman Catholics are worshiping not Mary of the Bible, but Semiramis, they're actually worshiping, and this woman was definitely driven by Satan to form this false religious system. So um, she taught that the moon was a goddess that went through a 28-day cycle and ovulated when full. So this is some of the stuff she began to formulate. So, quote-unquote, she she was the moon goddess, and Nimrod was the sun god, and they conceived the child. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but you see that. She also claimed that she came down from the moon in and, and a giant moon egg that fell into the Euphrates River. So that's where we get, like, these Easter eggs and all, She became known as, Semiramis became known as Ishtar, which is pronounced Easter. And her moon eggs, that's what it became known as either moon eggs or Ishtar eggs. And we can see all this gathering together as formation that Easter is really the pagan origins, goes all the way back to this ancient. Mystery Babylonian religion, which you know, the Tower of Babel brought confusion. This mystery religion brings confusion. So, when we come into Christ, we're no longer confused because the devil is the author of confusion. So, Semiramis soon became pregnant, and she claimed that the sun rays of the sun god, her ascended her, her husband, Nimrah, who died and then ascended and became this actual sun god, Baal. actually one of his sun rays impregnated her, and she conceived a son by the name of Tammuz, and she claimed that Tammuz, was actually Nimrod reincarnated? So again, this goes back to Book of Revelation—not the Book of Revelation, Book of Genesis, chapter three, when um, the serpent tells Eve that you know you won't die, and this has always been a premise in all these mystery religions, um, all these New Age philosophies and all that we see coming about that reincarnation takes place but you know the word of God says um, man wants to die and then the judgment so once you die you got to face the judgment you don't keep on coming back in a cycle until you get it right and all that's not biblically sound and and it's not in the Bible, but it reverts back all the way again that we see this satanic, luciferian doctrine of you should never die, and reincarnation is straight from the pit of hell. So she has this son, which is quote-unquote she's posing as Nimrod being reincarnated. This is quote-unquote the begotten, only begotten son conceived through her, the moon goddess and um Nimrod, the sun god. They have Tammuz, and one of the things find kind of fascinating that Tammuz was very fond of rabbits, and since he was fond of rabbits, and he was also the son of the sun god, people in the ancient mystery religions or these ancient religions begin to see rabbits as sacred but not only that rabbits were seen in the ancient world as a fertility symbol and i've said this before i find it ironic that um you hefner when he started playboy magazine one of the symbols that he uses for playboy magazine is that of a rabbit um, fertility symbol, and these fertility-type religions see rabbits as, again, fertility symbol. So, she has Tammuz, her son, she conceived, illegitimately, tried to pass it off as Nimrod being reincarnated, that Nimrod impregnated her through one of the sun rays. Um, eventually, Tammuz took on the trade of Nimrod. He was a hunter. And while out hunting, he was actually killed by a wild boar. So um, he's out, he's hunting, he gets killed by a wild wild boar or a wild pig. And Semiramis, well, she begins to tell the people that Tammuz had now ascended to his father, Baal, and... That the two would be with the worshipers in a sacred candle or a lamp or flame as the father, son, and the spirit. So we can see how this woman brought about a lot of deception and all. So um, she began the format, take it to another level again, this mystery religion she proclaimed herself the mother of god and the queen of heaven and she continued to just build up on this deception and this mystery religion and then she told her worshipers that when Tammuz was killed by the wild pig some of the blood fell on the stump of the evergreen tree and the stump grew into a full new tree overnight And she made the evergreen tree sacred by the blood of Tammuz. So, we see the continuance of this deception mystery, Babylon. And she also proclaimed a 40-day period of time of sorrow each year prior to the anniversary of the death of Tammuz. And this is where... The Roman Catholic Church gets lent from, you know, it's not, they don't like fast and do all this other stuff because um, how the word of God talks about how Jesus was driven out by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, the fast 40 days, they get this, this goes all the way back from, it's mystery, Babylonian religion, paganism. This is where Lent was formatted through the morning of Tammuz. So during this time, there was no meal to be eaten. So they were fasting in regards to the death, the anniversary death of Tammuz, and it's actually ended the fast ended on the day of Ishtar, or Easter Sunday, all right? Then during this time, the worshipers, they were to meditate upon the sacred mysteries of of Baal, the sun god, and Tammuz, his son, and to make signs of teas in front of their hearts and Part of their worship, and then also too, they were to eat sacred cakes, making teas or cross on top of these quote unquote sacred cakes. And also on Easter Sunday, they were to also celebrate rabbits and eggs. And then also, Semiramis our Ishtar, she also made a proclamation that the people, since Tammuz, her son was killed by a pig that they must eat a pig on that particular Sunday. So that's where we see the eating of ham on Easter Sunday. So to to honor her dead son, Tom Moose, she made these people to go have eat pork on this particular day celebrating his particular resurrection of her son, Tammuz. Now, we can also see it was a practice of early sunrise service that took place on Easter, which was the worship of the actual sun god, Baal. Now, anybody knows behind Baal behind all these these idols and behind all these false gods and goddesses are demon spirits behind Baal is actually Satan so you know you pull back all the layers and all they're worshiping um Satan so we can look at different societies look at let's look at the Egyptians for example um the worship of Isis And Osiris and Horus and just all through through these ancient pagan cultures. They worship primarily these three different gods and the goddess, the main goddess, and then this one god and then the sun and all. So all this comes down the line of this woman. Simiramis. So Semiramis brought forth this particular practice and all. And then if we want to go, let's go to the scriptures. I'm going to go ahead and go to the scriptures and all. So we definitely established fact and point that Easter is not a Christian holiday, nor was it even practiced by the early church church. On the most part, I believe in the Dedich or the Apostolic Fathers, they said that primarily the early church had observed Passover. Now, we see that after a while, the church divorced themselves from its actual Jewish roots, its actual Jewish origins. You know, the Roman Catholic Church comes into power, you know, Constantine. The Emperor Constantine makes Christianity legal, um, and it begins a compromise and a flood of a whole lot of stuff that's contrary to scripture, starts to Christianize pagan type practices within the church that are non biblical. Now, we go over to Jeremiah 7 and 18. Jeremiah, chapter 7, verse 18, it talks about Queen of Heaven. Some of these practices are uh, abomination to the Lord. It says, the children gather wood, and the fathers kindle the fire, and the women need their dough to make cakes to the Queen of Heaven, And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods that they may provoke me to anger. That's the Lord, they're provoking the Lord, Yahweh, to anger. So, Jeremiah 7 and 18, it talks about them, the people, the Israelites, they were making cakes to the queen of heaven. Now we just talked about how they would make how Semiramis had the people, the worshipers, her worshipers make these sacred cakes with the tear cross on top of it in honor of her son Tammuz. So we see that that the Israelites Judah they begin to incorporate this mystery Babylonian-type religion into their own lives, and they begin to follow these practices. And also, it talks about the Queen of Heaven. And when referring Roman Catholic Church, they refer to Mary as the Queen of Heaven again. There's no queen of heaven. There's only the king of kings, lord of lords, and his name is Jesus Christ. I'm going to go over to Jeremiah chapter 44. Again, it's talking about the queen of heaven. Jeremiah 44. And we're just about there. Yes, we're there. Look at verse 16 through 19. And as for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incest unto the queen of heaven, to pour out drink offerings to her, as we have done we As we have done, we and our fathers, our kings, our princes, in the cities of Judah, in the streets of Jerusalem, for then had we plenty of victuals and were well, and saw no evil. But since we left off to burn incest to the Queen of Heaven, But since we have left off to burn incest to the Queen of Heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword, by famine. And when we burned incest to the Queen of Heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes, here again it's talking about cakes, and made these cakes unto her son Tammuz in worshiping, Um, Semiramis or Asherah or Asherah was another name for Semiramis and they were worshiping actually the goddess Asherah again goes back to Semiramis another name for her and it says enter without our men verse 25 it thus said the Lord of hosts the God of Israel, saying, ye and your wives have both spoken with your mouths and fulfilled with your hands, saying, we will surely perform our vows that we vow to burn incest to the queen of heaven to pour out drink offerings unto her. Ye will surely accomplish your vows and surely perform your vows. So again, this is talking about Semiramis is actually the queen of heaven, the moon goddess, the one who exalted her own self as a goddess. Now we go over to Ezekiel chapter 8, and we're going to look at verse 3 through 6. It says, and when he put forth the form of a hand and took me by a lock of my head, and the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven, this is Ezekiel having this vision, and brought me in the vision of of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate that looketh toward the north, where was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoketh to jealousy, And behold, the glory of God of Israel was there, according to the vision that I saw in the plain. Verse 6, he said, Furthermore, unto me, son of man, seest thou what they do, even the great abomination that the house of Israel committed here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary? but turn thee yet again and thou shalt see the greater abomination. Look at verse 14. Then he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house which was toward the north and behold there sat women weeping for Tammuz. So the image of jealousy that he's talking about that they saw the they had erected uh idol of Astra, the goddess Astra. So, Astra is one of the names for Semiramis. So, Semiramis, the founder, the mother of Harlots, the queen of heaven, the one who has established this mystery Babylonian religions. She was being worshipped by the people of Judah, and they were weeping. For Tammuz. So they were observing these certain practices and all. Again, the 40 days of mourning to commemorate the death of Tammuz. What would occur is the temple virgins would go and fast for 40 days in remembrance of the death of Tammuz and again it would end on Easter or Ishtar Sunday. So this is where this stuff originated from. And also too if we go over to First Kings chapter eleven, because even the great King Solomon got caught up in the worship of this woman who was definitely used by Satan in a great way and we still see the effects to this very day. First Kings chapter 11 verse 5 for Solomon went after Ashtoreth the goddess of the Sidonians and after Milcom the abomination of the Ammonites. So here Solomon Ashtoreth is another name for Semiramis. So we see how Israel began to become impacted by This woman's mystery, religion, which is false, which is the mother of harlots, which has corrupted this whole entire earth with her abominable doctrines and all. And we see when we come out of that system, God is telling us to come out of Babylon. And to separate ourselves, that's why as Christians, as believers in Yeshua HaMashiach, um, we're holy, we're sanctified, we're set apart from the world. All right, I'm going to go, hold on one second. In Time Prophecy Watch.
1: Hi. Um, I'm listening to your message now. Um, and I just... Um, regarding the present-day church, um, when you fast at a certain time and you don't go to church, On that Easter Sunday. And uh, I know we're bringing the Word of God to the PE. Is it in any way that we are following the pagan um, ways when we do this?
0: That's, you know what? That's a good question. I, I think as long as you're not following, like a lot of the practice of the cakes, you know, and quote unquote, Tammuz and some other things and all. That you're genuinely, when you're fasting, you're seeking the face of God, and all. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a problem. I think when we start to incorporate other things, like how the Catholics do it with Lent, and all, yeah. that's definitely derived. And you know, you're putting ashes on, you know, your forehead and everything. It's definitely derived from, you know, mystery Babylonian religions. But I understand the nature of your question. That's why the church has to be kind of careful. That uh-huh. we don't project a certain image that we're following, you know, these particular um, practices and all. But I think as long as you're really with a sincere heart, you're following uh-huh. after, you know, the mind of the Lord, the face of God, and uh-huh. trying to get yourself sit, you know, situated and see a move yeah. of God, um, mm-hmm. I don't see that as a big problem, like, again, to reiterate, I see a problem where you see all the images of um, Mary as the Queen of Heaven and some other things mm-hmm. and all. And even, I mean, to each his own, when you start, when churches are having Easter egg hunts, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, other things and all. not and understand the actual historical facts about it and all. That's when I think the church starts to have a problem when you start to intermingle um, paganism into yeah. it, and also to ignorantly having sunrise service. I mean, I, I know as a kid, my mom, oh, sunrise service and all, but historically, not knowing that, you know, church I go to, we don't have sunrise service, you know. But I, I think it's good for us to have a day that we do recognize the fact that Jesus did rise from the dead, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today, and. Um, I'm uh, asking because most of the time it's like it's almost it's not that we're actually following the pagan um, ways, but it's almost like we um, do worship or or celebrate um, Christ It's almost in line with the same time that that pagan holiday is. Mm-hmm. Is that um, you know are we trying to overshadow that with our belief? Which, you know, I'm not, I I'm, uh, don't have a concern about that, but it seems like we line up with it all the time. Are we celebrating on the right days according to the Word of God? Because we can um, go in line with the pagan um, holidays, and people, unbelievers, will think, you know, they, they really don't know unless they hear, like, you're, you're a student of the Word. Yeah. You're actually giving the information out. A lot of churches don't give that information out for us to really, for those babes in Christ. And even Christians have been in the Word for a long time. You know, I've been in the Word for a long time, and this information is new to me. So, okay. you know, it's good to have <laughs> that in church.
0: Yeah. You know what? I mentioned at the start of the show I did... You can catch it in the archives I did um a program yesterday that Jesus is our Passover lamb and the early church used to observe Passover and even Paul calls Jesus our Passover lamb and all and sometimes as I mentioned earlier in the show sometimes Passover does fall around the same time as Easter. So um I guess when the church try to really start divorce themselves from his Jewish origins and his Jewish roots because let's face it, Jesus was, he was born a Jew. <laughs> there's, no <laughs> question, there's no question about it. So we're not commanded to follow all the Jewish commandments because in the book of Acts chapter 15, when they had the council at Jerusalem, he told those, you know, pretty much Paul and James and the rest of the apostles They came to the conclusion that Gentile believers, all they needed to do was not eat things offered, um, you know, offered up to idols, sacrifice to idols. Okay, I think I lost my caller, and I'm so sorry um, that we lost my caller. Hopefully, we can listen to the archives. But actually... Um, Gentiles, let me go to that and maybe the sister can pick, pick up on that call dropped. and I really apologize from that. It was not my own doing, but at the Council of Jerusalem. They came up with certain decisions that the Gentiles that they wouldn't they abstain from certain things that I'm looking at acts 15 and 29. That ye abstain from meats offered to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and for fornication, so living in sexual immorality, which will keep yourselves, ye shall do well, fare ye well. So to actually enter into new covenant relationship is through baptism of the water and the spirit. Um, being born again, but actually not trying to keep all these these uh, these laws that was first reserved to the Jewish people, but follow the commandments of the actual New Testament and all. So that's where we should do. But also Gentile believers during the early church were actually following. Passover at this particular time, observing Passover, because it gives us a better indication of Jesus being the type and shadow of the Passover Lamb and the actual Passover and all. So that would be my answer to the question. Now I'll leave one last thing. And to that particular caller, I'm sorry I didn't get your name. Send me a send me a message. And I'll look at it in my inbox, and I'll definitely get back to you, but I'm going to leave you with Revelations chapter 17 and verse 5. And it says, and up on her forehead was the name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, and the abomination of the earth. So, So, this woman was the formation, the the instrument of Satan to form mystery, Babylon, the mother of harlots, and the Bible says, and the abomination of the earth. So, this woman, Semiramis, through her, formed these mystery religions, through that formed all this witchcraft, divination, all these things, all these false religions, uh, all these Eastern religions of Hinduism, Shintoism, Buddhism, uh, Kabbalah, Gnosticism, uh, the Knights of Templars, even the Freemasons and the Illuminati, and the New Age movement, all have their foundation goes back to the ancient mystery religions of Semiramis Sim- of Babylon. And also it's time for the church to escape out of Babylon. We can look at Revelations 18 and four and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. So come out of Babylon um, again for that caller. Please definitely send me a message. Um, I'll be glad to get back to you. Um, forward me your email address and all. And forward me your question. Um, all right, well, we're approaching Resurrection Sunday. Keep it real. Keep in mind that Easter is not a Christian holiday. It's pagan, straight up. Uh, keep in mind your focus is to celebrate the actual death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, how he defeated Satan, the God of this world, and his own turf, took the keys of death and hell, away from him. All power and authority is given to him. He is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Just remember that. God bless. I'm Gerald Washington. The Shofar Sound. Um, Those of you continue to follow our show. And then also, too, if you get an opportunity, view our blog, our written blog. Um, Our written blog is End Time Prophecy Watch. You can find that at in time, shofar.blogspot.com. I believe you can see that on our show page and all. We'll go ahead and leave you with this. And you guys have a blessed, prosperous day. World War III is about to start. Yeah. Yahweh is raising up the Germans for the last time to destroy America. She has sinned against God. I was called.